The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. hour on the fan. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're on FM at 93.7. We're also trying the AM thing again at 680 and of course the 680 The Fan mobile app. Charles, question for you. If I said the word corndog no. today, what would that mean today? The term corndog. First thing that comes to your mind is? Um, I'm not certain where you're going with this. Well, it's not a quiz. It's not, you're not going to get dinged. Uh, you could like a good corndog. That was the name of the play that the Chiefs scored the game-winning touchdown on. Oh, that's on. right. Andy Reid referred to it as corndog. So every... With a little mustard on it. Yes, a little ketchup, a little mustard, and he's like, you know, you're going to plan to be in the fat guy? Might as well have the name of a play that is corndog. The Chiefs are once again football's world champions back-to-back. Three out of five. The Patrick Mahomes mystique grows even larger. And uh, we got some drama. We got some major drama in the last four or five minutes. And otherwise, kind of, eh, kind of a game. It wasn't... Great, a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes, a lot of missed opportunities. Uh, turnovers by like offensive MVPs yeah. and such. But we got drama in the final five minutes, and then we had the first ever overtime with the new rules that we all learned on the fly. And we had some <laughs> tremendous performance from the place kickers, including the guy from the Niners who had not had a flawless season, mm-hmm. um, except for PATs, and then he missed one. Moody, which and it was on him apparently, to according to. Guy who knows kicking. Yeah, that's a big, 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 big deal. Absolutely. You were about to go up by four, which changes all the math on what's going to happen for Mahomes coming down. So, yes, that was a very big deal. All I could think as I'm watching the end of this game is it would be miserable to be a Niner fan or even a Chief fan, although a little bit easier. They won titles. Like, your your heart is in your throat Mm -hmm. on every play and every moment. It just could could end at any moment, you know, with some big play changing what happens. Chiefs won the game 25-22, so at your party – Whoever had that 5-2 square was feeling very good when that thing was all said and done. 
As for Miko Hardman, uh, if I would have written down 10 names on Friday, who catches the game-winning touchdown? I don't know that Miko would have made my top 10. I don't know. He, if he was being honest, he would have been in the top 10 of names. And that's odd because Kansas City has the least impressive wide receiver group in the NFL. Yeah, it was kind of there wide open. Juwan Jennings had the night of a uh, career. He did. Well, I thought he was going to win the MVP if they won the game. Before overtime, he was. You know, he had the touchdown throw, which I don't know what kind of great thrower decision that was. They were bearing down on him, but the ball got to McCaffrey, and he did some wizardry after that. But he got the touchdown, and uh, Jennings had two. It wasn't to be for him. Mm-hmm. For Meekle, he said he blacked out after the, the catch. Mahomes then called him out and said, Meekle didn't know the game was over. <laughs> Mahomes is like, we're celebrating Meekle's. What are you talking about? He wasn't the only guy that admitted it. We won the championship, Meekle. He's like, oh, okay. So the, the clock threw everybody off at the end of the overtime. People wondered if that was the end of the game had the Chiefs. Because they were letting the clock roll. And Don't I, worry about the clock. We had a bunch of people at my house. We couldn't hear the TV. So I'm looking at the clock dwindled. I'm like, what are they doing? I guess Romo had said, doesn't matter. He did. It's going to roll like, over uh, in a second. People are wondering why they don't call a timeout. Right. And I had remembered that one part about the change. I was like, all right, I remembered that one. I thought it was kind of superfluous for him to say that. Turns out it was not. No. Because I thought it was a substantial change. It just rolls over. We're just playing football, sure. folks. Basically what it is it's is the first the second you're quarter. getting – each team is going to get its full possession. Right. You don't get shorted on your possession if the quarter runs out. So what I would say is, why have the clock? And I know you had the clock for the drama and all that stuff, and you switch sides of the field. Other than that, there's no real reason to have a game clock, a play clock you need. But uh, the overtime, if you care about betting, and I mean, it's so mainstream now. Who would ever care about that? The Chiefs, usually it's favorites and overs. I think it was the Chiefs and over. And both of those wind up hidden because it goes to overtime, as well as Patrick Mahomes getting the MVP, and he mm-hmm. was plus 130, which to me, I've I've come to look at this. It doesn't happen every year, but I look at the quarterback on the team I think is going to win, and I look at his MVP number mm-hmm. as basically I sub it in for the money line. That makes sense. And he was plus 130 yeah. where the Chiefs were plus 110. So the I didn't even – like, was Juwan Jennings I, – I looked at a bunch of places. I didn't see his name on any of it. He might have been – I don't know if there's a field for an MVP, but I didn't see Juwan Jennings' name anywhere. Somebody told me they saw him at plus 700. That so seems I, thin. That's what I thought, too. Like, why would I bet Juwan Jennings? No, that's, short, that's a short number. Right? Yeah, I would think the same you thing. You know somebody with a gambling issue? No, no. 1-800-GAMBLER. You know the issue would be you're not gambling, right? Yeah, the issue – download the app, man. What's the – So, uh, my oldest was – heavily involved in the squares game last night teaching him gambling awesome. <laughs> so he bought a couple of squares and he had 2219 share a sixer with him <laughs> <laughs> so he has 2219 and i look at him i go bud mahomes has got the ball here with like all the time he needs i go i'm sorry i want you to win this at this point this ain't happening so he went from the thrill of victory to the agony of i'm not getting paid almost okay right so that's my fault for turning then you made that. him smoke the whole pack <laughs> I mean, you know listen you gotta start him early so uh Mahomes gets his back-to-back championship. He's now got three in five years. He adds to this legacy that just is ridiculous for a 28-year-old. Three, three Super Bowl championships, three Super Bowl MVPs. Six straight AFC championship appearances, two NFL league MVPs, two-time first-team All-Pro. And the best part about this title, and I don't know if he'll admit it because they're all supposed to be the same. It's like the kids. They all feel the same. This is his greatest achievement. You trade Tyreek Hill, you win back-to-back titles without Tyreek. You win with the least impressive group of receivers in the entire league. You do it where the first time you ever have to go on the road, you have to win in Buffalo against Allen, win in Baltimore against Lamar, and now you get to beat what everybody thinks was the better team, and you were the dog in the game. 
this really is the most special title for him. I have to believe that. Tyreek is about as frightening as it gets, <clears throat> excuse me, currently for NFL wide receivers. Uh, and they obviously, I can't say they didn't skip a beat. The offense that wasn't the same. just not yeah. the same. However, better defense. the team has found its success. So what they've done is as the other offensive players have gotten more expensive, they made some hard choices and said, since we're paying Patrick more, I'm going to rely on him more. And he's come through three titles for a program uh, for a franchise that was kind of bad for about two and a half decades. There was a lot of interesting reporting after the game. The, the post of like Andy Reid sitting down with uh, Peter King was good stuff. You got the in and out burger. <laughs> Then there was the story about Kyle Shanahan's mom sitting outside the locker room, just on the bench. She's like, I don't know what to say to him. You're a mom, so it'll come to you. And then that, like, it's funny in that moment, we all forget coach NFL mom is there. Mom is there to console her kid. So you had that moment. Then you had Taylor on the field with Travis and you could see her beaming with pride, right? In that moment, celebrating the championship that he just won. Like, of all the conjecture, is it real? Is it fake? Did the league put it on? You could watch her in that moment. That was, like, as proud a girlfriend, fiancé, wife to That's be been a couple of months since uh, there's been any speculation I about agree, that. I agree. I would hope. I would hope. There's always some who don't believe. I'm not on TikTok, though, so I don't know. Matt, you're on TikTok. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not on TikTok. You should. You, you Come on. Why would I? What do I need to be on TikTok for? I should be on TikTok. Actually, for this brand, we should. I'm starting TikTok. I'm going to do that tonight. You're right. Thank you. Follow 680 on TikTok, by the way. Thank you. Down to my drop-in. Um, we put our finalists for our Taylor Songbird choices, our five days at Tay-Tay. We're going to play the three finalists, tell you who won, coming up in just a couple of moments. But I did, for a moment, think, God, what a, what a sad existence for Kyle. I bet no NFL coach has dealt with the pain in the way that he has of blowing the three biggest leads in Super Bowl history. One was here, jerk. The others were in San Francisco, both double-digit leads. And I told you, I like to nitpick Kyle because it's fun. He never admits, and he didn't post game. He was asked, do you have any regrettable play calls? He was like, no, no. Ego's too big for that. But there was one instance, Charles, where this game is tied at 16, and the clock has started to dwindle. Mm-hmm. San Francisco's got a first and 10 from the Kansas City 40. So they call a run to Christian McCaffrey. That's your best player. He gains five on first down. At the next snap, there was about 2.45 left, and I thought, give it to McCaffrey again. Just bleed the clock, because you have one of two things you're trying to do right now in a tie game. I need to bleed as much of this clock as possible, make Kansas City use their two timeouts, or i got to get in the end zone, forget the clock, i just got to have a safe lead against Mahomes. But on second down, they throw a pass to Kittle for no gain. Now it's third and five out of the two-minute warning. Purdy throws an incomplete pass. You've given the ball back to Mahomes with a minute 53 left. I would have done this, and I, this is not... Monday morning quarterbacking. In the moment, I said, second and five, I've got three downs to go get five yards with McCaffrey. Earlier in the quarter, he went on a fourth and three. Well inside field goal range of Jake Moody, and he passed up the game-time field goal to be aggressive and go get the lead, and he did it. What changed there at the end of regulation and overtime where Kyle laid up for field goals in both places against Mahomes? That felt like so anti-Kyle. I've got to be aggressive. I've got the greatest quarterback in the game right now. I need a big lead, and he laid up twice. They lost, so the criticism can hold, or the questioning can hold. Um, but you know me; I'm a process over. Results I don't know. A lot like Chris Jones was like standing there in the middle of the defensive line, going, "If you think you're going to run these next three minutes out, you're crazy." Good for you getting five yards on first down. Christian McCaffrey averaged 
three yards of carry I yesterday. I get it. So still my best player. I want to ride my best he player. He is. He is. You saw Kansas City realize, and, and Mahomes did this at the end of regulation and overtime. He trusted two things. He trusted Kelsey and his own legs. Mm-hmm. That was it. He's like, we're gonna we're gonna bring this into to the two best things we do, and we're gonna try to win the game, and they won the game. But like I said, I like to nitpick, Kyle. It's, it's really fun. Uh, and they lost, so nitpick away. So this is a bigger pick, though. This isn't a nit. His players didn't know the overtime rules. I mean, that's that's a bad job on all parts. The players, the coaches, that's, all the above. That's organization. That is. That's And I I find that really hard to believe. Why? Kyle Juszczyk said it postgame. No, I I understand. Eric it's Armstrong true. said it postgame. I don't understand how. I mean, that's at the heart of what a coach does is you cover every you think? last right? thing. What did the Chiefs say? August? So, Chris Jones, he had a great game, by the way. Jones said in training, just throwing people out of the way. He said in training camp, we t- we talked about the new rule, what we would do, and he said the last two weeks we've gone over all kinds of strategy. Jones said the same thing Reed said to it. Reed wouldn't go as far. Jones says if we had won the toss, we were going to kick off, play defense, so we knew what we had to score, we would have gone for two. Now Reed wouldn't go as far as to say we would have gone for two. He did say we would have kicked off because you're supposed to kick off. Yeah. And when you have Mahomes on the other side, you don't want to give him all the info. He's already better than you anyway. Now he knows I need four downs and I can go four downs. Good thought. Could have thought. Now, again, the about getting the ball, the third possession, that could be a thing, especially when I mean you're just going to keep playing. Can you play that but, far ahead? No, 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 hang on. But the defense, he could have. I mean, remember how they lost the Super Bowl to New England? All right, defense, get right back out there. And that's like fair. when Atlanta lost the toss. It was over. Yeah, it okay, was. That's a fair point that the defense is And, is and he was right. He was right there but in Houston. I still got to weigh out the other thing more than the defense being gassed. I can't play for the third possession. And and the odd part about it is you took the ball and you laid up for a field goal. If you're taking the ball, your idea is I got to be up seven right here. Yep, got to be up seven. Kyle knows that football more than any other sport. You got to be educated and everything else. You mm-hmm. win by being aggressive. Uh, RG3 yeah. pointed out this number on, on Mahomes. In six years as a starter, he's got three Super Bowl rings. And now more playoff victories than Peyton Manning, Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, Steve Young, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. Those guys all played 14 or more years. Holy crap. Mahomes on the game-winning overtime drive. He was 8 for 8 for 42 yards passing. Two carries, 27 yards, two first downs, touchdown. The one really long one uh, run was 15, 16, yep. or whatever it was. Um, changer as well. I think I'll, it was already in overtime, but I think I saw San Francisco's shoulders like – all right, that was my last burst. That was all I had. Mm-hmm. Like, he shook Fred Warner. The uh, subplot was the Taylor Swift stuff. She was shown for a total of 53 seconds. I know some people might be mad. I don't know. I, I've never talked to the people that are mad, though. It just feels like it's a like nameless social media thing, right? Who all was in the uh, booth with her? Uh, she had Blake Lively, who looked. Her tremendous. friend, right? Yeah, they're, they're besties. Ice Spice was there, your favorite. Where was Brittany Mahomes? She, I didn't see Britt. Separate booth, I believe. She, she wanted to be okay. 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 Uh, and then uh, her stylist, Ashley, who became an international So she sensation. doesn't have to hang out with Brittany Mahomes at the games then? Well, I mean, they don't have to. I mean, they like to. Where was Donna Kelsey? Was she with Brittany Mahomes? Yeah, probably. She wasn't with Taylor. Did you guys see the video of Brittany Mahomes at the postgame party putting a Chiefs jacket on Post Malone? Did you see her not letting Jackson Mahomes into her section? See, I, it's hard to tell, though, because I saw the video, too. She was like, oh, whatever. It didn't look like she was like going to go to bat for him. So Jackson Mahomes, Patrick's brother. There are brother, people who are not big fans of Brittany Mahomes. Or, pa- or Mahomes' brother. Yeah. So Jackson Mahomes is trying to get into whatever VIP section Brittany's in, and some big bodyguard bouncer dude stopped him, and she kind of rolled her eyes, but she didn't really fight for him to get in. So you're, you might be right. It's not like she was like, hey, he's with us. It's Patrick's brother. 
Patrick's like, would, would my family just please stay out of this for a week? Dad's getting DUIs. Could y'all be normal for like six days? Or, or just fake it. Even if you're not, just fake it. Like, All right, here, who can pretend to be normal for six days? Most people should be able to, right? Just, just figure it out. Was uh, Dad at the game? I didn't see any shots of Dad anywhere. Do you think Pat? Do you think Patrick had a talk with Dad? You're not, you're not coming? Hmm. Interesting. Can't put Dad on the ban list. I don't know. I didn't see him anywhere, though. No, well, he actually, drive there. Dad can put himself on the ban list. He could get an Uber to the from McCarran to Allegiant. Maybe he's got a court hearing tomorrow. And that's not that soon, typically. Then we were trying to get to the, the bottom of the biggest story of the day, and that is, did Kelsey and uh, Taylor, did they do it last night after the game? And my math tells me no because of the hours. The game in Vegas ended about, about 8.30. They partied at the stadium till I bet, 10 or 11. Then they go to the postgame party. They're there until 2 or 3. Now you get back to the hotel. He's 34 years old. He's not the youngest guy anymore. I think they had some food and went to bed. Maybe they, in the morning they do it, but not at night. He's tired. Well, you get like a fruit tray and you can, so typically, like a club sandwich sent up? It is Vegas, so you have some options late night. Yeah, you get a nice club. A good club sandwich? Don't sleep on a good or, club. Or, I don't know, shower with Taylor Swift. I know, but he could do that in the morning, too. He wants the club now. Be honest. At 4 a.m., what hits better? That club sandwich is pretty good. If you're really hungry, like it's a lot of guys on their wedding night, you don't end up doing it because you're tired. You just want to eat and go to bed. If room service does it right where they toast the bread. Thank you, and it's a right bread. It's a ciabatta. Yeah. Right? A nice butter bread. It is quicker. (laughs) And then Taylor's in the morning. He wakes up. Look, we won the Super Bowl last night. So that's an option. Speaking of Taylor, we had five days of Tay-Tay where we had tons, and I'm really happy you guys really dug in and some talented folks putting some entries in to sing your favorite Taylor Swift song, perform for us. We picked three finalists on Friday, and we said on Monday we'd pick the winner. We'd be based on you guys who voted at 680 The Fan's Twitter account just to decide the the one you like the most. So um, let's play the three finalists one more time here, uh, Cullen. What do we have first? Just to give the uh, the listeners idea what we're what we're playing with, it's going to be AJ and JJ with "Shake It Off." All right. I stay up too late. Got nothing in my brain. At least that's what people say. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what people say. One second again. Mm-hmm. You go on too many dates. Oh, there you go. There's AJ and JJ. But you can never Very good. All right. Uh, finalist number two. This is going to be Derek and his daughters also with "Shake It Off." All right. I like the creative. That's <laughs> pretty good. That's what people say. Not bad. Mm-hmm. I go on too many dates, but I can make All right, so there's uh, Derek and his daughter. Our final finalist was uh, was that Stephen? All right, was that Stephen and his daughters? Yes, his three daughters harmonizing at the piano. All right, take a listen. <laughs> All right, so there was Steven. Again, the three finalists were all in the running for the $2,500 gift card to Brown & Company Jewelers. Thanks to us, Sarah Beth Brown and the great folks at Brown & Company. Folks, Wednesday is uh, V-Day. Like, it's crunch time. Brown & Company Jewelers, go do it. Uh, also, Ardette's Chop Shop, taking care of dinner, $100 gift card. Let's get a drum roll. <laughs> All right, after uh, 52,000 votes, 
with 46% of the vote, the winner, Stephen and his daughters with Never Grow Up. They are going to enjoy the $2,500 gift card from Brown and Company Jewelers and dinner with the $100 gift card from Arnett's Chop Shop. So thank you, Stephen, and your daughters. Congratulations. Congratulations. Big dub for you guys. Thanks, everybody, for voting and for uh, being a part of the five days. It was a wildly successful thing. I enjoyed that. Had a good time with it, so we appreciate people doing it. Um, One Falcon note. The Falcons are expected to hire Rams Associate Director of Strength and Conditioning, John Griffin. He was the lead strength and conditioning or worked in that role with the Rams, worked with Raheem. He spent time with the – spent time in college with Baylor in South Carolina, so he'll join the Falcon staff. Uh, We are two days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Braves pitchers and catchers will be in Northport Wednesday, then on the field Thursday for their first workout. Oh, wow. Your first chance to see Chris Sale, which will be the big ticket everybody wants to watch, but you will get a look at Ronaldo Lopez. You'll get a chance to see Aaron Bummer. Oh, baseball's back. That's right, Chuck. Ken Giles. I don't know if we'll get any activity early from Matzik or from Waskari Noah or Ian Anderson, but I assume they'll be there doing something on Thursday. So I will remind you guys, too, 680 The Fan, if you don't know this, we are the home for Braves baseball. And we have all your spring training coverage. You don't, you don't want to miss any of it. So all the spring training coverage, you can hear games which begin. You know we have games February 24th. Fantastic. Grapefruit action begins. On that day, we will carry all the action. That grapefruit o- opener is a 105 start at the Rays. We'll have all those games on the 680 The Fan mobile app. The Beef. <laughs> and ESPN Atlanta 103.7 FM. So you'll have two options. Nick and Chris will be in Northport next week, the 19th through the 23rd, doing their show with is that guests. True? That's Yes, Chris. All the, yes. Co- <laughs> all the coverage, all the interviews, all the stuff you want from Northport next week with Nick and Chris. So it's here, Charles. It begins on Wednesday when they show up and then yep. Thursday when they're uh, – on the field. I have not seen, I imagine Chris Sale's wearing 41, or is that number, is that retired? 41, is that, anybody have that? What was Eddie Matthews? He might have been 41. Oh, no. Oh, no. What is Sale going to do? I did not see what oh, number he chose. Well, he'll wear 42. Oh, wait, no, he can't wear that one either. All right, we got to figure this out. Yeah, so, 42 is off. Yeah, it's off yeah. the board, too. How did I miss that? You know how much of a numbers guy I am. How did I miss what Sale's wearing? Does he go 40? He's going 51. Will Smith wore that recently. I was going to go Will Smith. It's the only brave I could come up with. Uh, all right. No, there's a couple of other 51s that I can think of. Jim. Do not laugh. Lancy. There might have been a Pedro Bourbon sighting in a 51 back in the day. That might have been a thing. Huh. Terry. No. Terry hmm. Forster, 27? No, that's a dear dumb. No. Terry Forster was 51. I don't, I don't remember. I have to look at Terry Ford. It's 40 years ago. But it was. I'll, he was fat, so he had to wear a larger number. Yeah, and you want to cover it up. You know. uh, I imagine Forster was a, like a... Uh, Hell of a pitcher. A, here he broke down a lot. Right? Older. I'm going to say he was either like 39 or like 57. I'm thinking 27. Okay. All right. What, what, the music is just to help our thinking? Is that what this is? Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of dead air. I was trying to fill I'm it. trying to think if there's other 51s. We have any other chunky pitchers? We're fifty-one. Charlie Kerfield, but I thought he was like a seventy-six what did, or a. What did your guy Dan Cole wear? Well, he wasn't my guy. <laughs> you loved you some Dan Cole. What did you? What did he? Who was the other chunky reliever we had? Uh, Bob Wickman. What did Wicky wear? Wickman was a fifty-something. He was about. not a happy camper. No, did he didn't want to be, be here. here. No. <laughs> Wickman was not thrilled with being here. Just 
I don't know. Like Cullen right now. <laughs> uh, Hawks tonight with the Bulls at 7.30 at State Farm. Hawks looking for their third straight win. They're sixth in eight games, and it's a battle tonight. Do not laugh at this. This could have a major impact on who the nine or the ten seed is. On that, yes, it could. After that, that's that's all I really that's all I have for you. How bad is the East that the Hawks have like a three game lead on the eleven seed? <laughs> so bad. You're talking about Toronto. You're looking at like uh, Detroit. Who am I forgetting? Like so bad at the bottom of the conference. So we'll see what they do tonight off a uh, win where Dejounte went nuts the other day. That's all good news. Uh, all right, let's get our winging it idea. It's time to wing it. Presented by WNB Factory. Serving up Atlanta's best wings and burgers with over 60 locations. Find yours at WNBFactory.com. All right, we'll take your uh, winging an idea answers as we have been all day at the Harrah's Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. We're in a Valentine's mood. It's all about love. So we asked you, who do you love to see lose? Shanny got me in that mood last night. I was very happy. I had a three-word response to the game ending last night. I just wrote, suck at Shanny. Pretty immature. Was that on Twitter? Yeah, it was TikTok. Yes, it was on okay, Twitter. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, Fact Sports Center will always be the Dodgers. Bill said Bama and LeBron. Uh, Barron went with the Aints. Shanny, Georgia. Uh, Joe went with Florida Gators. Rob's a big fan of rooting against Ryan Day. Um... Lance went against the Galactic Empire. Uh, a lot of Saints in here. Some Spurriers, some LeBron, some Sean Payton. I like where you guys are going. Scam Newton got one. Sorry, Kang. Auburn got a vote. Jameis. All right, a lot of hate in your hearts on this Valentine's week. Very good, guys. Send your answers to the Harris Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. Okay, so I want to play for you a couple of quick things, Charles. Mm. You obviously heard the end of the game call on CBS, Nance and Romo. Of the walk-off championship play by Nicole Hardman? Yeah, Romo was getting out just as the dang ball was being snapped, and then he got right in after it, and so it was kind of an uneven performance. He wouldn't let Nance's call breathe. He's like, I'm going to break this play down no matter what. Take a listen. Move to the second quarter, that's right, because I can only see people out there being like, what's going on? First and goal. Mahomes swings it. It's there! Hardman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. Hi, whatever, Romo. This what did he say? Andy That's Reed enough. What did he say while Nance was doing the play-by-call? Something about the Super Bowl? I heard for the Super Bowl. For that, Tony. Yeah, we know. Tony. We're watching the Super Bowl. Oh we know. God. And then Nance's call couldn't breathe because he was going to break down that play. Corn Dog was going to get every bit of analysis. He could have done that sixty seconds from now. I know it's easy to pile on Romo, but holy cow! And everything. This is how it comes off to me, and I don't know. Jim Nance and his reputation, whatever. He is like a technically perfect, but sort of, I don't know, Matt, sort of stiff and yeah. not much oh, personality, yeah. but again, a technically sure. great sound, like yep. perfect for the masters, for instance. Totally. Tony Romo, he's just a guy in the booth just like saying stuff. Obviously. Just yeah. whatever comes to mind. The best play-by-play guy out there that should be doing TV. He always paints the picture well, perfect energy. This was Kevin Harlan's call on Westwood One. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver emotion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hardman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties! Chasing Mahomes in the end zone! Their third Super Bowl in five years! It's beautiful. The Chiefs are back to back. All right. That's, that's, that's. Who was doing color on the game? 
The answer is I don't know because you didn't hear him. I'm guessing that was Kurt Warner maybe because him and Harlan worked together. Laid out beautifully. But the best call of them all came from the fans who were enjoying this globally. This in South Korea. This is the best of them all. Again, all right. I'll tell you something. Who's doing color on that game? You don't hear the color guy. You're letting that guy, the play-by-play. What a picture. Miko Hardman, the moment. He almost got hit by a firework. You hear that? That's beautiful. So uh, Nance and Romo, bottom of the list. I would even go as far as to say as Noah Eagle and SpongeBob and Patrick on the Nickelodeon broadcast were better than Anson Romo. I saw the set. Was that just on my TV or was that really there? They were actually in Bikini Bottom, Chuck. Yeah, SpongeBob was at the Super Bowl. Sweet victory. No, I saw something. Yeah, no, that was real. Never mind. Was, no, Don't was, make fun of me. Now. <laughs> it was real. You can, that was perfect. All right. No, it wasn't just graphics a part of it. Right. Never mind. Slime yeah, was everywhere. It was good. All right, so we're, we're hearing all the Justin Fields to the Falcons noise, and it's getting louder by the day. So we need to turn to a man in the know in Chicago to give us all the scoop on Justin, how he's progressed from day one to today. What would his advice be if the Falcons were interested in Fields? Clean up your mouth, all right? <laughs> You'll hear it next. Chuck and Chernoff are on the fan. I want to thank uh, Eddie, and our listeners are always very helpful. Whenever we are bumbling and stumbling around trying to figure out numbers, David also, one of our good fact checkers, was giving us 51s because we said that uh, Chris Sale is going to wear 51. How do we forget the Tonka truck? Michael Tonka just wore the 51, yeah. Terry Forster did back in the day. Pedro Bourbone did as well. Hey, uh, hey for Terry Forster. Young Bong, Juan Cruz, Dan Cole, Michael Gonzalez. Kind of forgot Mike Gonzalez. Just some of the Shane Carl, Chris Martin, some of the other guys with Will Smith who have uh, worn that 51 that Chris Sale. Mike Gonzalez, a left-handed reliever. He was. Funky-looking uh, motion. Yep. Uh, just announced, big news, tickets are going on sale Friday to see Dirks Bentley. Yes, Dirks Bentley and Chase Rice are coming to Ameris Bank Amphitheater September 6th. One of Chuck's favorite songs, Drunk on a Plane. I know that's a big crowd favorite. Tickets for Dirk Bentley again Friday morning, 10 a.m., LiveNation.com. Listen to our show all week for your chance to win them before you can buy them. Dirks and Chase coming to Ameris Bank September 6th. I've got a pair of tickets for caller 8. They're yours at 404-231-1680. All right, let me bring in uh, Chicago Voice. And this is the dean of Chicago Sports Talk Radio, the Chicago Media. This is a voice that, by the way, you just know and you recognize. He's the great Mike North who's going to give us some insight on all things Justin Fields, the Bears, and the Falcons. Mike joins us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Mike, we appreciate the time. How are you? What's up, fellas? What's going on? Well, we're trying to figure out. There's all this Justin Fields noise, right? I'll, I'll get to the, the Atlanta part in a minute. But for those of us who see Justin every now and again, we don't watch Bears games, right? I mean, it's just the way mm-hmm. it is. What We watch him when he plays us, or we'll see a highlight. Tell me what you've seen from Justin from the day he got to Chicago to the last snap he took of this season, what kind of growth, what kind of consistencies or inconsistencies you saw from him? He is one of these guys, he's feast or famine in one game. He'll wow you with three great plays. He'll get out of certain situations when there's a heavy rush. 
There was a play, uh, I think the 14th or 15th game of the season this year, he was trapped in the end zone. He got out of it. Nobody else could have gotten out of it. He'll hit you with a big play every so often. He's inaccurate with his throws. He's slow on the trigger finger. Um, the last game, for instance, Jordan Love got rid of the ball in 2.8 seconds, and Fields, his average was 3.4. He's slow to get rid of the football, and he was a project coming in that we traded up for. That being said, we don't. a lot of the people here uh, don't believe in the Caleb Williams hype, and we want to know why other quarterbacks who played this year, like Penix and, and Daniels, who went to the Heisman, I didn't see Williams there this year, and we saw the Notre Dame game with Williams, and we were turned off. He scored 20 points. His mechanics were bad, threw off his back foot, and he played in the easiest conference uh, with no defense in the game. I mean, it's no, it's no, I guess, mystery that three of the top quarterbacks transferred from tougher leagues to go play at the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'd keep uh, a field before I would even touch Caleb Williams. And I think that uh, – if they could, I would trade. Uh, I would uh, trade the number one pick, let somebody else make the mistake, and let the Bears take a pick down in the third or fourth round uh, for a quarterback. Keep Williams for another year. I mean, keep uh, uh, Fields for another year and do it. I, if I was Atlanta, uh, I would not go after uh, Justin Fields. I wouldn't. Okay. I, let me I ask you this. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you more about that, but. When you talk about all the issues with Justin, those are all fair criticisms that I've heard as well. How much has it to do with Chicago not developing them, coaching, offensive line, lack of weapons? How much plays into the whole mixture of where Justin is? A hundred percent. They've never developed any quarterbacks. The ones they developed, I mean, Jim McMahon was developed when he came in. He was 72 records coming in in the NCAA. Jim Harbaugh was another winning quarterback. We had a 35 and 30, and the one that they say was a bust that Justin Fields doesn't come close to being as good as when he was here is, is Trubisky at 29-21, 64 touchdowns, 37 interceptions, two playoffs in four years, and they got rid of him for Justin Fields. And he hasn't uh, made people forget that as bad as Mitch uh, Trubisky's confidence is down now and that Pittsburgh, uh, you know, put him on the bench again, uh, that, that we have not replaced him with Justin Fields, and that's the problem here. But there's something there, guys that makes you think that if you can add a Marvin Harrison, that if you improve the line, that he's under, uh, he's going to be suffering his third coordinator in three years. That's a, that's a negative. But there's something there that makes you want to keep him around, yet you see what you saw yesterday, and you don't see that ever happening with him. I really don't, and I don't see it happening with the Bears with them. So they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I know they've probably shopped him around, maybe to Atlanta, who knows? Uh, but uh, right now, it just seems like there's no movement at all. So we'll see what happens. Mike North is with us. Dean is uh, Chicago Sports Radio, the Chicago media as well. He's seen it all in that town. He's kind enough to join us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Mike, every time I look at Justin, I'm trying to get a gauge of where he is after three years. Mm-hmm. And I keep going back. That guy has started 38 NFL games. That is a lot of play. And tell me. Like, give me one thing or two things that you know he is a lot better at right now than he was after year one or even after year two, because that is a lot of playing for a guy who's only been in the league three years. Yeah, and his record's horrible. I think it's 10-25, and 25, guys. And there's not too many quarterbacks that people want to trade for. And I'm hearing first and second round picks. People would be nuts to go for a guy like this. He's never had really a, a, a clutch gene 
Uh, in other words, in the fourth quarter. He's been, he improved in his first three quarters of play. Uh, and then when it gets to the fourth quarter, he doesn't have the clutch gene that you need. He's got the same problems that other guys have that are even better than him, the Dak Prescott's of the world. You know, can he turn out to be uh, maybe a Lamar Jackson? But does Lamar Jackson have the clutch gene to take it all the way? Uh, you see the uh, the Bears uh, clamoring maybe to make another change and sit through three more years when you see a Mr. Irrelevant in the Super Bowl. I think you can get a quarterback down the line. Uh, here's one that nobody's talking about, guys, and I don't know what Atlanta thinks of this, but Kirk Cousins is available. If the Chicago Bears decided to spend, which is around the going right now for a guy that's thrown for, for 4,000 yards seven times, if they decided to pay $40 million a year for two years or maybe get it up to $90 million, which the Bears probably won't, they got a shot at the playoffs next year because we're in a division with uh, Jared Goff and Jordan Love. And if you're telling me with the Bears' defense getting better, with uh, improved offensive players around him like D.J. Moore, that a Kirk Cousins couldn't lead the Chicago Bears in that weak division to a playoff, I- I'll tell you what. That's the best chance they got. Otherwise, we sit through two, uh, maybe another year of fields, and maybe if they draft Williams, it never happens. Uh, projects are just that. Rookies are just that. You never know what they're going to do. Nobody saw Mahomes coming. He got drafted 10th. I mean, what happened to the other nine teams? I mean, everybody blames the Bears, but if this guy was supposed to be all that, okay, and he, he ended up being all that, then why didn't somebody else draft him? The only teams that showed interest in him were Kansas City and New Orleans at the time, and guys like Trubisky and Watson were rated ahead of him at the time. So kudos to uh, Kansas City, but there'll never be another Mahomes. And anybody that's trying to find another Mahomes are the same people that are trying to find another Steph Curry in the NBA. So I've seen everybody, Steve Young, Donovan McNabb, certainly Robert Mm -hmm. Griffin. It takes like three or four years in the league, and you're like, all right, I don't think I'm going to run as much anymore. Um, is Justin Fields, has he already gotten to that point after three? Is there any conversation about maybe we're going to change his game for preservation? Cam Newton was RoboCop for about six years, and then he's like, damn, I hurt. He wants to still run. This year he ran whenever, and, and he wouldn't give the ta- a play time to develop. And if you could see when you watch, I don't care if you go to social media, they'll point it out, these receivers are open. What doesn't he see? His progressions, he has trouble with his progressions. So he turns to his number one weapon. And if your number one weapon as a quarterback is your legs and not your arm, it's going to be hard to take a team with average talent, okay, and make it better. I don't think he's one of these guys that can make other people around him better. That being said, you see a guy like Mayfield in the playoffs. You see a guy like Goff in the playoffs. These guys were both left for dead. You see a guy like Stafford go to the Super Bowl. Maybe a change of, of scenery does him good. Who knows? I just don't see it in, as far as I'm concerned. I didn't want him, uh, uh, the Bears, to draft him uh, at the time. And it looks like I might have been right because now, three years ago, they're saying he was on his way to Canton if he did everything right. And now we're trying to get rid of him. So. Mm-hmm. I don't even think Bear fans know what to do anymore. They're as confused as a front office. Oh, good. You know what? You and Falcon fans, we could all have a confusing talk together because we live that life too. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> yes. So you mentioned you mentioned the compensation. Like I, I think it's ridiculous. Anybody's mentioning a first yep. round pick. Number one, yep. I don't I don't care if he's the greatest quarterback ever. You have one year and then a fifth year option. I've heard second. I said I wouldn't do that either. If I was the Falcons, the most I would give is a third. If things go well, I'd make it uh, where it becomes a second right. if they resign him. But like, are you really hearing? The Bears are going to hold out for a first or second. Is that even a realistic thing? I couldn't. You know what? I heard somebody suggest a first, but here's what I couldn't believe, even a second. I mean, if you look at his record, if you look what he's done in the fourth quarter, if you forget about all the hype of the national people that think he's the second coming of whatever, I mean, they're afraid to even criticize the guy for some reason. He gets a free ride. People forget he went to Ohio State. And Ohio State's never developed a quarterback except this year. And who knows what will happen to him down the line. Same thing goes for Caleb Williams. I'd ask you guys to go over the roster of great USC quarterbacks. And I'll give you one second to come up with them (laughs) because there aren't any. Okay, except maybe Carson Palmer. And he didn't do all that well after he got hurt. So, you know, you're dealing not only with the Chicago Bear team or maybe an Atlanta Falcon team that doesn't develop quarterbacks well. And where do you go? You go to Ohio State and USC. I'm not sure, and I didn't want the Ohio State quarterback, and I was proved right. Stroud, finally, after my 40 years of being right, finally an Ohio State quarterback got it done. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mike, before we let you go, and this is probably not a fair question because you've done this too long, give me the two or three like biggest lightning rod, individuals or topics that you covered through your four decades. Because oh. like, like Michael Jordan, everybody universally loved, right? So like, like that doesn't count in Chicago. What are those things that like led to the biggest – Screaming matches back and forth, the guy or the team or the or the. Or the, the well, the... I I could go with the guys I went at it with. Albert Bell, me and him went nose to nose in the in the White Sox locker room. Ozzie Gian, me and him uh, went. Uh, that's that's been played oh, over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Uh, but I think Rodman was uh, my favorite of all of them. I think that uh, Michael Jordan said at the time, guys. And, you know, I, Jerry Krause doesn't get enough uh, credit for what he did because he built a team around Michael Jordan. And Jordan, if he would have had a, a tenth of Krause's uh, mind for basketball, seriously, guys, he might have uh, been more successful in Charlotte. He should have taken Krause with him at the time. That being said, he said, Krause went up to Jordan and said, I got a shot at Rodman. What do you think? He goes, go get him. We need a rebounder. And then when Pippen missed 20-some games, he said, I need you. Dennis, I need you that one year. And I, Rodman, I think they won 25 and went 25 and six or something. And Rodman came to play. But I went out to, uh, I went to meet Rodman after a practice one night and he was still in the weight room. He was still in the weight room longer than anybody else. He was just a lightning rod. He showed up at a book signing, dressed like a, dressed like a wedding bride, uh, riding a motorcycle. Remember that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it was just wild. And, you know, we're, we're, we're Chicago, but we're a Midwestern town. And to see Dennis Rodman drive up like Father Loves the Bride in a, in a, in a Harley was just something to see. Great career. Always love to hear your stories, and uh, we appreciate the insight on Justin. We'll catch up down the road, Mike. Thank you. Anytime you guys want. I love you. Thanks for having me on, Hobbs. Appreciate it very much. There he is, Mike North, the legend of Chicago Sports Talk Radio. That's the dean hey, of Chicago Radio and Chicago Media. Not exactly the biggest fan of Justin Fields. I think he said, don't do it. Don't trade for him. You don't want to do it. Run away from it. That's at least his opinion. Always appreciate Mike's time. Never shy with an opinion. That's why we appreciate him. All right, coming up next, Vegas always does well around the Super Bowl, except in this one area. There was a bet that was made 
where the public got over on all the sports books. We'll tell you about it next. From the local teams to the national stories, let's hit the road in our Mercedes-Benz from RBM for a trip to the RBM of Atlanta's sports desk. Good afternoon. I'm Derek Thomas. This update brought to you by Natural Body Spa. Give the gift of relaxation this Valentine's Day with a gift card to Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy. Voted Best Day Spa. Redeemable for massages, facials, body therapies, and more. Get yours at naturalbody.com. Football news, we start in college, UCLA, hiring former Bruins running back Deshaun Foster to be their next head coach. Foster replaces Chip Kelly, who left earlier to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. NFL season is officially over. Chiefs beat the 49ers to win their third title in five years. In case you were wanting both, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey saying they will return. Kansas City looking to become the first team to ever win three straight Super Bowls. Basketball tonight, Hawks hosting the Bulls. That's 7.30 tip down on the farm. We're talking about it here on The Fan. Good word follows Chuck and Chernoff. And then the Damon Stoudemire Coaches Show right here on the home of the Jackets. The Fan, 680, 93.7 FM. Happy Mondays, Chuck and Chernoff winding things down on this afternoon after the Super Bowl as we say goodbye to the football season and once again crown the Kansas City Chiefs football's world champion. Back-to-back, three times in five years, so uh, Patrick Mahomes continues his uh, GOAT status as he ascends with Brady out there in the distance, trying to chase him down. A couple of things here. Um, In the betting markets yesterday, Chuck, we talked about this earlier. One of the big uh, areas where the casino got punch, uh, got punched in the face was the overtime. You can just simply bet yes or no on OT. Now, remember, Falcons-Patriots was the only OT we'd ever seen before. So it's not like it happens much. It's only the second time. If you bet yes on overtime, it was plus 900. But it's not like anybody throws a $5,000 bet on overtime. No, you throw a 20 on Correct. that. Correct. But- the Super Bowl, now, again, this isn't necessarily a pejorative, but it's squares like overs and favorites. Sure. Because of overtime, it went from maybe San Francisco winning by three. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. 
family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corner Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacey and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. 